Welcome to Petty Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable to performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. I use the Seed 2, it's perfect for links golf, plenty long, lovely and soft around the greens. What do you use? Let me know over on social media. On today's show is recently turned pro golly man, Ronan Mullarney. But first, as Gay Byrne would have said, roll it there, Roisin. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Donald Donovan is the last motorbike. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. It's all on this. Welcome to the show. Today I'm still here in the carriage house in um, in Carton House, and I'm here with a fellow West of Ireland man, winner of the Irish Close last year in Ballybunion, and having just turned professional last December from Salt Hill, Galway. Ronan Mullarney, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Paddy. Thanks for having me. So, what's it like being a professional golfer? Um, I'll tell you when I play a professional event. I couldn't tell you so far, but seems the same so far. But it was a good Christmas then. What a, what a nice Christmas present to give yourself. Yeah, nice Christmas present, yeah. Um, yeah, it was the first time in, I think, two or three years I've been at home. I usually play the uh, the uh, Patriot All-America event in uh, America with Minute University. So I actually kind of missed that this year. It was a great event. So I was just chatting to the boys there at the range. They loved it this year, so. Now, normally it's a question I wait for later on the podcast, like, what was a compelling event for you to make this whole life-changing move? So I'm going to ask it right now. So why did you turn pro? Um, like, what was the compelling event? What was the reason? Was there a thought or what was the reason behind, I'm, I'm going to push the button. I'm doing it now, December 17th. Yeah. So there wasn't one event or one experience or it didn't just hit me or anything like that. It was... I always would have liked to have turned professional, but I didn't want to turn professional until I felt I would have been able to compete or at least I could see a curve in that I was continually getting better. So I'd be, I'd be fairly good at analysing my game and my results over previous years and they seem to have been on an upward trajectory. So when I felt that, I think this year I had a better year internationally outside of the country um, or in at least bigger events. So... Um, yeah, I, I kind of waited up that if I had a reasonable year, if I didn't turn pro when I did in December and I had a reasonable year in 2020, I would have turned pro in late 2020, early 2021. And I thought, which would I learn more, a year as a pro or another year as an amateur? And I felt that there was bigger opportunities to learn the first year as a pro. So. Oh, well, I have massive respect for anyone that, that pushes the button. Hmm. So... Um, there you go you've massive respect but now we'll go way back now right and generally the first question I ask is what is your earliest memory of golf my earliest memory would be so at the time I've always been a member of Galway Golf Club in Salt Hill and at the time you couldn't join the club until you were 12 oh, that's, a bit, that's a bit old yeah I know no, it's changed since it's changed since but at the time that's what it was um, and my dad used to bring me out I'd say from when I was seven eight and I used to put a few clubs in his bag so I'd walk along as if I was just out for the walk and I'd hit a few shots when I was out of view of the clubhouse that's the way to go <laughs> yeah yeah. can't abide by all the rules so from what were you six or seven what did you say yeah about then yeah 
Okay, so being from Galway, there's a couple of the sports in Galway which might be interested in. Yeah. Sticking a ball. Yeah, Ireland, big time Ireland football. So from Salt Hill, what's the local club in Galway? Salt Hill, Montecara. I would have played soccer now, not so much football. I, I, I probably played football for maybe six months, but in general it was more soccer. Big United fan, unfortunately. I'm the same. Oh, that's shocking. So, um, in or Ali I'm sure he's a lovely guy. He comes across great, but I don't think so. But I don't think I don't think Pep could do much with that team, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm I'm I want Ali at the wheel, and I want all the backstreet uh, backstreet drivers. The yeah. To, to the I think when when Jose couldn't do much with it, I think that had to be that had to be flash flashing red lights. Like he's one of the best in the world. Yeah, yourself and Gary Hurley, I'd say, must have a great time chatting about United. Oh, at the, at the Alps, at Alps this year, the qualifying, two of us went over and back, and Fred and Maddich and Ashley Young. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Got a bit of steam out. So, soccer versus golf. Growing up, when did golf start winning? And that's a good question. Thirteen. Thirteen. All along I I would have played golf. Dad was professional, so I would have played golf and I didn't I, I like golf, but I used to I was mad into soccer. There was a snooker table even at the golf club and I used to just play nine holes and myself and dad would go in and play a few games of snooker, I used to love playing snooker, so but when I was thirteen I don't really know what happened but golf completely took over. So so when what kind of age or what was the handicap when you started getting picked up it would have been Connacht really, yep. right yep. so what kind of level were you at when you were kind of picked on your first panel so I got picked on my, picked on my first panel by accident one of my neighbours got spotted to go for trials um, I never I never heard of it or I was never spotted one or the other but um, I went along with him and I hit a couple of balls and it uh, just so happened that I got picked on the panel that way so I was 12 or 13 under 13 so 12 yeah about 12 very good and so can you kind of very high level couple of minutes walk me through how you left journey through the GOI ranks and then before you get to kind of minute yeah yeah so what was the kind of the, the progression or transition from going up to the ranks for any like 12 13 year old yeah 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 so it would have been kind of close would have been the big thing that I would have played in. So the first event I played in was in the Bowmore in Sligo. I was 12 or 13. Um, I came second in that. I think Sean Flanagan won by eight shots or something. Something crazy. Um, and then I would have been on the Connacht panel that year. So whatever that would have been, under 13 or 14 at the time. And then the big thing when I turned 14 was they just created the under 15 inch provincials. And Nace was the inaugural one. And um, actually, a guy, a guy from my home club, JB Duggan, he was the junior convener at the time. He was the captain. So I made that team. <laughs> um, I made that team, and that, that was great fun. That was my first uh, time representing Connacht. And then going up to that, uh, I was lucky enough to play Connacht under 18 at Provincials uh, from when I was 16, 17, and 18. Um, and then towards the latter when I was 17 and 18 you started to play um, Monster Boys Leinster Boys never played Ulster Boys Irish Boys so they were the big things at the time I never actually played abroad when I was under 18 and then I made the boys home internationals when I was 18 so that was, that was great so that's a great journey and a great space of like mapping it up to yeah. 18 at what age or handicap 
did you start playing in as I call them the majors the the south the west yeah so the first time I played the west was when I was 17 I got um, an invite so in Connacht they picked three guys under 18 within one shot of the handicap cut I think I think they still do that um, and I played in that uh, made the cut and I was beaten by I can't remember who I was beaten by but anyway that was brilliant it was brilliant to play in it so I played I've played in the West every time I've been around it was once or twice with the college we were away playing the bursaries event but up to that played it every year so my first full year playing all the events was the year after boys so when I was 19 that was a big big step up so where would you rank the ability to feature or to get to X round of the majors we will call them mm-hmm. to say okay I'm I'm of a certain level and I can say Maynooth you want me or I can like you pick Maynooth yeah so or did, or did Maynooth pick you which was it um, well my first choice was Maynooth and Barry was uh, good enough to let me in so I suppose I suppose I picked Maynooth so and the thing is like so we'll answer the question one first because yeah. I tend to exaggerate <laughs> no so at what level do, would you expect with, because McElroy and Laurie they kind of say or I've read that they've said you have to kind of dominate yeah at the amateur level so yeah. always be in um, contention what, yeah. what's your opinion of that? Yeah, that, that is a good point. Um, I always thought that match play, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to do. But in saying that, when you look back through the best players, they did. They were always there, they're about semi-final, up there in qualifying. Um, they were always there, thereabouts. Um, I definitely do think stroke plays a better indication. Um, and now with stats and things like that stroke average is, is huge now the only thing myself and Donald do go over and back about this we do play in kind of some different weather let's say so it is hard to compare but like there is a, a limit there is a threshold that you should be in around it. if, you, if you're thinking of turn pro you have to have a, a reasonable stroke average so that's one thing I looked at yeah. but maybe not even turn pro but like someone who's on an, an inter-county team or a regional team and they're thinking about would I go do a match to get a job mm-hmm. or will I try and put more time for golf so I'll go for a minute or I'll put together uh, a CV to send to yeah. US collegiate schools yeah would so it have to be around the same level you'd have to really get down to for stroke average and that's your CV is it yeah you could do that but I think th- the best indication in relation to that is how you've done the tournaments so that, that is your CV at that age so I know I was, was half interested in going to America and you end up doing a golf CV and what your achievements were and what you've done up to date. So, um, yeah, that's, they do look at stroke average. That's something the Americans are quite into. But I, I'd imagine like wins, wins and consistently there thereabouts. It's the best indication. So why Minute? Minute is brilliant. I think that is probably, today that's probably the best decision I made. Hopefully a few more like it. Um, my run a good decision. I well, I hope so. Um, minute has been brilliant. Between the players that were there, the system that was there, it opened my eyes to a lot of different things in relation to even living living away from home. That was one thing. Um, because golf is nice, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. It rains a hell of a lot less here than it does in Galway. Um, no, it was brilliant. Brilliant, the structure they put in place. Um, yeah, I'm glad I made that decision. So give us an idea of that structure, because I'm looking from the outside. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I was never good enough to even think about me. Minimum for me was for, was for you had to go to be a priest. Priest, as everyone right. said to me in Galway, <laughs> everyone. Because so, I was a flan to the diocese in college, so you've had, you had to go to the flan in Zedanus yeah. to be a priest. And like, if you want to be a priest, yeah. and the kid to do a diocese, which is half a monster, you have to go to the flan and then you go to Minnew. So all my life has been like, I never went to Minnew. I was like 16 and I was like, oh, all the good golfers go there too. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but can you describe, like, so I'm looking from the outside in, never got to a level to even, even look at what the syllabus yeah. <laughs> looked like. Well, so, and Don went through in a previous podcast, like, he's over that program. Mm-hmm. So can you give us an idea for someone who's thinking about the States or Minnew? the idea of like a week in the life yeah so the one thing I liked about Minute is they seem to cover all aspects whether it be now it's very hard to compete with what the Americans the American system has over there because there's so many players and the weather is so much better but I know I'm obviously not part of it now but there's a new RNA series that's that is it's better than what we were playing and it's a huge improvement and it's in warmer climates so it's up in Spain and Portugal so that looks really good but again I don't know a huge amount about that but in relation to Minute, there's psychology, there's S&C, there's coaching, playing, and then you have the lads to play against. Like if you're beating the lads week in, week out there, you're one of the top amateurs in the country. So there's the benchmark. And when you say the lads, I've written here, right, mm-hmm. on my prep, about 20 minutes at lunch, <laughs> that like someone could say, something, like you could look in from the outside at this kind of next dynasty of Irish gods, like the 2013 Boys and fashion. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Gavin Minan, pro. David Carey, pro. Yeah. Robin Johnson, pro. Yeah. Tom McBride, pro. Mm-hmm. And yourself. And mm-hmm. the only other person that's left is Jimmy Sugar. Right? <laughs> James. And, do you know? I, I can't do Yeah. He likes it. Pretty, pretty <laughs> but, um, but, like, he's not, like, I'm saying it now, he's not pro yet because he's gone to Augusta and yeah. the Open this year. That's so okay. Z- Z- that's that for the GOI or for Minute. Yeah. That 2013 team. Yeah. It's a serious high performing team. So yeah. Like, if you're beating them boys, like you said, like, I know. you're over level. Yeah. It's amazing. Have you talked about that before? No, it's something that crosses my mind every so often when I meet Sean Flanagan. I roomed with Sean that week, and I roomed with Sean the home internationals this week or this year, twenty nineteen last year. That but was a great club as well, wasn't it? Home internationals last year. That was a great place. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's in some shape for. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't, I mention it every podcast. Other people to mention it now. Yeah, no, it was. It was in seriously good condition. No, it was brilliant. Um, but yeah, myself and Sean go through that team every so often to see where these lads are. Another guy who's pro is Alec Miles. He's not playing professional, but he's uh, he's doing the PGA. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good golfers that came from that group. So, what I, I've read a few things on your good self, and one thing that stuck out to me was your incredible passion for improvement. Mm. So where does that? Um. Well, I try to look. I try to look at everything big picture. So you can have good events and you can have bad events, mediocre events. Sometimes you could you can you could be lucky enough to play not that well and do well, or you could play really well and not get the results you're looking for. So if you're looking overall, the two best two best ways of looking is probably handicap and world ranking. So that's where I kind of I try to look at it like I was saying, big picture. So where do my love for improvement come? 
probably because golf is so fickle it can be up and down but on the whole if you're improving constantly you kind of keep yourself sane <laughs> so maybe that was, that's what it was no, definitely so um, some people I've spoken to in terms of coaches in Ireland they kind of use the abs tour qualifying skill as a measure mm-hmm. in terms of whether to go pro or not mm-hmm. and you kind of did that yeah so um, you recall better than I can Mm-hmm. So, first round of qualifying, you went to this amateur, correct? Um, oh, this is this is an abs, this is European Tour qualifying skill. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So first, uh, first and second stage, I was an amateur. I went to Alps Tour qualifying as a pro. Okay. Yeah. So how would you describe the difference between the two? Because some people go European Tour and go to qualifying, and then we mm-hmm. can think about yeah. So how you can yeah. both? Yeah. So how would you describe the differing, or if there is any differing experiences between the two? Um, I wouldn't say there was a huge difference. I think in all three of those, the weather was dreadful. So <laughs> that's one similarity. <laughs> um, but how did they differ? I didn't feel they did. Because um, for me, I'm looking at it going, it's European Tour versus Abs Tour. So European Tour and um, performance and golfing quality wise has to be higher. Yeah. But in relation to that, the first stage of European Tour qualifying skill. And then the final stage of Alps qualifying school, there was a lot of overlap. A lot of the lads were in both. So say I went to European Tour qualifying school, I made it through the first stage. I didn't make it through the second stage, but say I did, and then I made it through the third stage, made the cut, I would never have gone to Alps because I would have had a challenge tour card. But because I didn't, then you have to have uh, a tour to play on. So I chose the Alps. I'd have to start having a few like tour directors on, just even understand. Oh. If you get to this qualifying, yeah, you're, you're like, I know you get you qualify for this much and this much is that much. Yeah, how did you figure it out? It's it's a great question. It was, I I looked into it a good bit and Dad looked into it a good bit for me. But overall, you just start learning things as you go along. So I made it through the first stage of European Tour qualifying skill. So then when I went to enter the Alps Tour qualifying skill, first stage. I had to buy because I made it through the first stage of European Tour qualifying skill. So I get in the final stage of Alps. Oh, it just like it's amazing. Well, I map it out. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be on my new website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone who wants to know who's looking to go what qualifying gets me where? Yeah, I'll map it out. Yeah. So no one will ever have to. But do they'll it. probably change it then. So. <laughs> <laughs> Update. <laughs> but uh, no, it's very interesting because yeah. even um, Euro Pro Tour, if there's another top ten. First, get the challenge to a pair, but then it's kind of conditional status depending after on that. After yeah. that, yeah, which not a lot of people know either, and they're on the bloody tour. Luke Downey. <laughs> the main thing to remember is birdies look after everything. Make enough birdies, lot look after itself. How many birdies do you think you need to make over a four-day tournament to qualify for the European Tour? What tournament is going to get me straight on that though? <laughs> I need to find. Let's get the invite to the Irish Open. Um, no, because I've, I've had a chat with um, some some PGA professional there, like yeah. European Euro Pro Tour, which is a really good tour, really yeah. well run. The circuit just came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it's generally you need six birds around, six and then you'll be in contention come the final day. Yeah. You'll have a couple of bogeys. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you have bogeys. Yeah. That's fair enough, yeah. It, I'm not telling you what to do here. I'm not <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like what's, what's yeah. Level because it's all so congested. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
yeah that would be that would be it it does i know that was a very general statement they made but it does depend on the player um so say someone there's some guys you play with and they're always going to make a few birdies but in saying that they're always going to make a few bogeys um, and then certain guys if they make six birdies around they're going to shoot them it's going to be four or five or six under um, so it does depend on the player but yeah I'd like to think if you're making if you made 15 birdies in the first three rounds I'd like to think I'd be definitely there thereabouts in the last round so after starts to Alpster starts my first event is the 18th of February in Egypt. Egypt. In Egypt, yeah. So between now, this has been recorded on the, the first working week of January. Yeah. And yeah. um, what's your plan between now and then to give yourself the best mm. opportunity? So, like I was saying, lucky enough with Minuth, um, I'm, I'm actually going, they always go on a training trip to Portugal the last week, right after the boys finish their exams in January. So the last week of January. And they play an event the second week they're over there, but for the first week they practice. So myself and I think Stuart Graham is coming as well. Um, Gary might be a sure on Gary, but uh, we're going to go over and do a bit of practice with them. So I'll go over there for a week, and then I'll be home for about a week. And then I'm lucky enough, um, got in contact with a guy in Abu Dhabi. So I'll be going out there for a week, ten days practice, and then over to Egypt. So very good, very organised. <laughs> And the next question is, you're doing all the organisation yeah. yourself yeah. for the year? Um, yeah, I'll see how it goes this year. I'll see how it goes this year. Mum and Dad, are, they're good, they're helping me out. So. Um, but between the three of us, yeah. Excellent stuff. So you're on Alps? Yeah. And then you, do you have conditional staff on other tours? Or de- depending on where you finish, I work it out for <laughs> depending on your qualification results. Do you have status anywhere else or is it Yeah, I was trying to decide whether I'd go to Europro qualifying school. I don't think I will. Um, I haven't actually. I've seen both schedules, but I haven't kind of overlapped them to see is there any big breaks on Alps that I might play a few Europro events. But in general, no, I, I don't think I will. Hopefully I'd get a few Challenge Tour invites. Um, but I think between Alps Tour and Challenge Tour, I think that'll be enough because the main thing, like the goal would be the top five in the Alps. So, you want to give yourself the best chance of that, which means you want to play all the events. So, that's what we have to. And then again, something that I only found out last year was the Europro Tour. Everyone thinks all these tours is all year round, but they're not. No, they're not. No, no. Alps Tour runs from when? February to? February to. It, this is quite a long one. It's February to the last event. The grand final, I think, is October. Okay. But there's, there's breaks in between. Like, there could be up to a four week break in some of them. Three week anyway. Yeah, so they're not concurrent weeks. No, 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 no. And then Europro is March, April to October-ish? Yeah, exactly. And then, but Challenge Tour is, is year-round? Challenge Tour, no, I don't think so. Challenge Tour is March, April. March, April to about the same October. Okay. I think, from what I know, yeah. So you have a congested player field. Yeah. And then you have a congested tour schedule. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So and then there's, there's qualifying school at the end. So that can run anywhere from one week to two and a half months. So it just doesn't stop. Yeah, it doesn't stop. <laughs> this year is my longest every year golf. It was from January to December. I played 12 months this year. <laughs> Never stopped. It's good though. So you didn't put the tools down at Christmas? Um, well, when as, I... As most 
let's say professional golfers would do this. Yeah. Like Roy doesn't touch the clubs for like six weeks. Yeah. That's what he says. I saw that, yeah. Well, I, what was it? I came home from the second stage of European qualifying skill and I got a really bad flu. So I didn't really leave my bed for about eight or nine days. And I didn't play golf for about two weeks. So I was dying to play golf when I came back. And then when I entered Alps Tour, I had to practice for that. So it, was, it worked out fine. Oh, excellent. So I wish you the very best luck this year. Thanks very much, Willie. But before we go anyway, oh, yeah. everyone's subject to the quickfire Q&A. Oh, yeah. Inquisition. So you're ready. Okay. All right, go. Now, you, you, you're you weak on Dylan Scott's one, so you can't have an idea. Of what's how quick does it have to be now? Oh, like... <laughs> okay, okay. Let's see how it goes. Right, let's get into it. What would your walk-on song be? I was thinking about this today. I think it's going to be Martin Garrick's High on Life. That's a good one for the early age. <laughs> Jim or Pizza? I should say Jim, but pizza. <laughs> Good call. Have you tried Pluer in Nace? No. Get on to Conor O'Rourke. You'll treat you. Pluer pizza is the best pizza in the country. Is it? Stone baked? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, I don't know you're Have you had Visor or Keenan Rafferty bucket hat? No, hat, hat, hat. I leave Raff to his bucket hat. <laughs> no. Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup? Happy Gilmore. Guinness or Heineken? Coca Cola. Lehinge or Fort Mallet? Poor Murdoch, sorry. Yeah, don't be sorry. Sorry, <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, lady of God. Uh, walk, walk or carrot? Uh, walk. Win the Masters or win the Open? Masters. Would you rather drive like Dustin Johnson or drive like Zach Johnson? I'll never drive it like Dustin, so it has to be Dustin. <laughs> Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Play or practice? That's a tough one. Probably play. Good man. Well, thanks very much for your time and very hectic schedule. I wish you the very best with we'll catch up with you um, later on the year, hopefully. Perfect. Thanks for having me, buddy. Thanks. That was Ronald Malarney in Carton House. Sorry for my own audio there. Um, need to adjust the settings now and then. A little bit echoey, but we will strive to improve that in episodes going forward. What a great chat with Ronan, an excellent guy, uh, even for a Galway man. But really looking forward to his performances on the Alps Tour, Challenge Tour, and hopefully see him down in Mount Juliet at the Irish Open. Thank you all for pressing play. Do check out www.paddygolf.com. Sign up to the timesheet. Get a cheeky newsletter, some giveaways there. And of course, please share the show with your family and friends. Until we teed up again soon, I'm Paddy. Paddy.